You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Blackbeard, Captain Kidd, the Gentleman Pirate. Well, the first two are like very, very talented pirates. But the last one is the scariest of them all. Instead of killing with weapons, he kills with kindness. Oh, right, so you're the gentleman pirate then. Well sussed. The rumor is you upended your entire comfortable life to become a pirate. I got bad news for you, genital pirate. Pirating is not for everyone. It's a really dangerous lifestyle. Hello, everyone. I'm Blackbeard. Huge fan, sir. Huge. We're going to go on up there and we're going to cause some havoc. How violent do we expect this to get? Note the gusto. Mind you taking notes. I'm just looting this library, but I'm replacing all the books I've looted with ones I've already read. You know how hard it is to find someone doing something original out here? Do these outfits maybe feel like an error in judgment? It's a power move. Make people feel underdressed and suddenly you're the one in charge. You're a lunatic and I like it. We're swashbuckling. We're looting. (laughs) Let's have fun with it. Come on, give a man a warning. That was your warning. A lot of the guys are sweethearts deep down. Well, that's perfect. They're just dealing with a fair amount of trauma. Permission to blow them to hell, Captain. And we're quite certain they're pirates. Hard to say. One appears to be a heavy set woman in a silk dressing gown. Everybody hide! A gentleman never arrives empty handed. I made tapas. Tapas means little plates. Yeah, I know about tapas. Me hearties, and welcome to the good ship revenge. The revenge good... on the periodic table of awesomeness. I don't know what we're revenging, but did you, you, you did... filthy landlubbers, all of you. Did you say you're here? What? Did you say ship or shit? You heard me. <laughs> the good shit welcome revenge. Welcome to the good shit revenge. That's... <laughs> well, it's better than the good ship lollipop. Uh... Um... It's a short trip to a candy yeah, shop. Sure. Um, With a palm tree sweat. No. We, yes. Sorry, derailed off, again. Off the, eyes, off the edge of Blind Man's Bay. But anyway, yeah. um, hello and welcome to the Periodic Table of Awesome. Um, today we are sailing the merry seas of piracy, not using a VPN. We're that crazy. <laughs> We're fucking mad, I tell you. We're fucking out there doing crazy shit. We're like the Spanish um, Inquisition is not expected to have us on a Monday talking about piracy. And no. not expecting that this pirate show is not really about pirates, is it? Well, well, I mean, well traditional piracy, but it's different, a different kind of piracy. A piracy of the heart. Oh. Oh. oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. And I love it. <laughs> I can be. <laughs> I just looked at the chat and just realized that Casper's gone off on a whole Australian children's TV thing of like, I prefer and Ship given, to Shore. Giving me an earworm in the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do have the Ship to Shore theme going on right oh, no. now. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's going around the twist. Oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> 
You know what you're stealing from is you're stealing our sanity. That's what you're stealing from. Oh us. no, that's going to be mm -hmm. like H2O Girl or whatever that one was. What was what was the one with the dolphin that they tried to remake? Uh, oh, Flipper. my friend Flipper. Yeah, there was the Flipper, but then there was like sequest. Water Girl or something. Sequest had the dolphin in it. Yes, yeah, Sequest didn't have the dolphin, but there's the there okay. was H2O just add water, which was that's the mermaids. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's get to more regional and niche Australian <laughs> teenage drama from the early late '90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Focused around water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very specifically. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much all of them. I think. Be... Yeah. Oh, what about Home and Away? I was focused around water. Oh. Was well, what is it though? No, I don't. Anyway. Yes, it was. There's yes, a whole okay. beach. Water rats. Oh, fuck. Good one. <laughs> that's that's one. one. I know oh, that's the way. My, like, my that's grandma's the street was on water rats. <laughs> I started singing the wide world do... of sports. Chris Conroy's world of boats or something. <laughs> Because that was an anthem oh. for the common man was very definitely the music for Chris Conroy's can, World of Boats. That was even, every Saturday on Go even Channel more into the yibbity yibbita. It's the oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> fishing, Rex Rex hunts. Hunts. fishing adventures. <laughs> oh, oh. All our international watches. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Next we'll be talking about Albie Mangles and then we're just going down a rabbit hole oh, we can't no. crawl out of. Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh God, oh, that's very impressive. Nobody has mentioned Albie Mangles around <laughs> me in about thirty years. And what I'm here for, Cody. <laughs> See, yep. uh, sorry to to all of our non-Australian listeners mm -hmm. who are not in their forties. Um, <laughs> Albie Mangles was a fucking phenomenon. In he, that was. he was. A, he was a dude who looked a little bit like I don't know uh, the Marlboro Man. He had like a a, a blonde. Um, fro. He looked like an Australian Ron... version of uh, what was the Blue Lagoon? Remember Blue Lagoon, that movie, yep, yep. and the kid in that the the boy side of it because it was Brooke Shields was the other one. Yeah, yeah, just kind of yeah. curly, mop headed, but with a, with a shitty moustache. Yeah, and this this is this guy was sort of like the proto influencer. So he would go out and he'd just travel around in his bus and on his boat with his hot girlfriend, and they'd just make films and then he'd go to small towns and screen the films in the the like the little town halls and stuff yeah and that's how he made all of his money was just by touring these things around yeah, and he just used watching. to rock up and just find good looking sheilas and just be like hey you're just gonna get a boat we're gonna go to bali and they'd be like okay <laughs> and then he'd record it and then sell it to australian networks and they were like oh albie mangles is great it's like is he though he's not really yes. And a couple um, of people got severely but, injured on his trips because he was not a good tour operator. <laughs> so, for those chill. of us that are masking tonight and would like to finish the show at eight thirty, yes, hundred percent. <laughs> piracy. We're talking about piracy. We are talking about piracy. So, uh, you know, <laughs> start yes. up the VPN and see if you can find Albie Mangles on a torrent network somewhere. I no, I think um, we're YouTube. talking about our flag means death. Thank we're you. How many minutes in before around. we said the book? Uh, nine minutes. Excellent. <laughs> I reckon we could go for 10 tomorrow. Um, uh, so, yes, we're talking about the beautiful uh, Our Flag Means Death, which is an HBO Max series, um, which means that now it's just a Max, Max series. Yep. I guess. I don't know. It's not long before Disney owns everything. So let's just call it the <laughs> Potential Disney Plus Show. Pirates of the Barbados as opposed to the yes. Caribbean. So. 
Hang on, is Barbados in the Barbados Caribbean? Barbados is in the Caribbean. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a different group of islands. Good. Caribbean yeah. is yeah. two R's, one B. Isn't that how you remember? That's how I remember doing it anyway. Our flag means death. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Where you can catch it here on Foxtel or Binge. Ah, okay, oh, yes. right. I wasn't sure where we'd watch it here. Yes. Um. It, so the thing that I, I'm fascinated by this show, and I don't, do we go into the synopsis? Do we start talking about it? Um, uh, well, you know, usually a regular structure is Quinny. Well, have you got a synopsis for us? Because you know what? I've got some music for you. And what if I start playing that music right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, fuck. I've lost my synopsis. <laughs> we haven't even requested an accent okay. yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. A pirate, Sorry. of course. Seaweed pirate. pirate. <laughs> a seaweed pirate. Old Greg. I request <laughs> Old Greg. Seaweed, <laughs> not seaweed, though. <laughs> <laughs> I. I was I was ready to go Kiwi Pirate, but no, I like Seaweed Pirate. I'm like, fuck, what am I doing? Pirate, Wait, pirate old Greg with a Kiwi accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me go. two seconds. Um, uh, do you like me? Yes. Okay. Do you like me? Wait, there you go. Hang on. All right. Okay. Ready for your music? <laughs> yes, please. All right then. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life and become a pirate. It does not go well. What do you think of me? Based on a true story, the year is 1717. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife... I oh, know, that's it just said the same fucking thing twice. <laughs> Fuck you, IMDB. Why would you repeat the same synopsis twice? <laughs> Did you like the synopsis? Okay. Make an assessment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to go drink Bailey's from a shoe? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I want to see my downstairs mix-up because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was my synopsis mix-up. Uh, well, you know, there could be some downstairs mix-ups here. Who knows? <laughs> Not I said the fly. Um, One of these go. series where when you start out watching, you're kind of like, nah, this is not for me. And then when you finish watching, you're crying, <laughs> like <laughs> real tears of yes. like devastation. Very, that, very That's like... So. This is one of those ones. Bit of a slow burn. I'm not sure how many in the in the pe- people of the in the chat have actually um, uh, given this a try. Um, I mean, it's been out for a little while. I'm a little bit hazy on the details. If I'm going to be honest, I also forgot we were changing the night. I was going to brush up on it tonight, and actually, <laughs> went. <laughs> you're just getting my months old memory of what's happened. In there. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm pleased to say that I literally finished the last episode about 20 minutes ago. So. <laughs> Oh my God. Is that the first time you'd watched it? That I, I've been so okay. You know how you said um, it's it's a little hard to get into. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it is. And I watched one and a half episodes about eight months ago. Um, you should and I was always like, listen to us, Quinny. I yes, I know. I know this now. Um, but yeah, I was. I sort of watched the first couple of episodes, and I was like, I'm not sure this is for me. Um, you know, it was. It was very Reese Darby, and I love Reese Darby, but also I don't think in the in the when does Blackbeard come in? Is he in the first episode or is it third episode? Uh, yeah. See, third. there you go. I hadn't even gotten to that bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I hadn't really kind of hit the stride of what the show was about, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll come back to that, and probably would have maybe, but then we said we're reviewing it, so I had to. <laughs> oh. I can't remember if it was Jill or Beck who said to me, just keep watching. Like, 
somebody said to me, just keep watching. And I was like, all right, I'll just keep watching. And it turns out it was right up my alley. Well, my midterm memory is terrible, so I don't recall. (laughs) I don't even remember if I had to persevere at the start, but I did watch the whole thing when it came out. And uh, I rewatched it again last week. Yeah. I still really like it. It yeah, is. Nice. And well, it's, it's we're reviewing this because soon season two is out from memory. Yes. And it's sort of a good little recap for anyone who missed it the first time around or just like, needed to have a refresher like me. And I was like, wait, what happened? I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I, I only same. really remembered like what happened at the end because it's such a huge cliffhanger and I want to know what's going to happen next season. So I had to go back. I'm like, okay, but what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. How do we get here? Yeah. And I, cause yeah, I sort of had that huge big break and I'd watched the first three, three episodes and it was, it was all very kind of twee. Like it's Reese Darby being very Reese Darby and the rest of his crew being, you know, quite amusing and stuff like that. But yeah, it, you've really got to hit the point where the relationship between with him and 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 Blackbeard sort of kicks off where they meet before the show is actually the show that it's setting out to be. Mm. Um, it's funny, funny. Um, on, on the weekend, um, Jill and I were both at Oz Comic Con doing our thing, <gasps> yes. you? and um, multiple times the conversation went to TV shows that you just have to persevere through. Um, like one of them being Winona Earp. I got into a bit of trouble because I hadn't watched <laughs> Winona Earp before talking to some of the cast from it. Turns out that goes badly. <laughs> but you did. You did watch some Winona Earp. I did on Saturday night because they made me. Yeah, well. Um, the whole audience made me. Um, but... It's funny because I'd watched it. I watched the two episodes and then everyone came back to me and I and I sort of gave them the look of like, what's 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 going on? I said, no, 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 it's okay. It's shit at the start. And <laughs> I think there are a lot of shows that have that that three or four episodes even at the start that are not necessarily what the show actually is. Yeah. Like you've got to do an amount of world building. And I think maybe our flag means yeah. death is that. I recall having a hard time getting started with Shit's Creek. I had a hard time getting started with Parks and Rec, but mm-hmm. at the end, those series really pay off. Yeah. I've had a really hard time with Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> because we give you a hard time. <laughs> Much like Breaking Bad and The Wire. <laughs> it's worthwhile by the end of it, Quiddy. Mm. 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 Well, I'll take your word for it because one day, no, I, oh, Peter, your eyebrows just went very high. Um, <laughs> one day I will watch Parks and Rec. One day, but not this day because this is flags. Our flag means death. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm looking at the chat. There seems to be a real sort of feeling of awkwardness and and like that they they find found this show uncomfortable, which. That's, I, I mean, the first couple of episodes when when you're just being introduced to Steve Bonnet um, mm. as a character, he is hard to watch. It's part of the setup of the entire show um, that he's hard to watch and kind of hard to love in the beginning, you know, like many characters who we talk about who eventually actually, you know, become lovable when you get to know them. 
Um, but it is interesting that they go through two whole eps before they really start the core of the, yeah. the storyline. Um, that that to its detriment maybe means that it hasn't had the audience that it could have had. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say, Jill. Um, I think I think you and Pete started talking at the same time, and I. Yeah, but Peter like kind of was very succinct about it. She oh, okay, right. <laughs> You're gonna say the same thing. I just wasn't sure whether yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's just that type of humor. It's it's the Kiwi style of humor where it does that awkward. I oh, what's the other one? Light the, of the uh, paranormal paranormal oh. cop show. That one I fucking really can't get into because it's that weird funny humor that's like they're they're being serious but it's comedy and mm. it's not really always funny and doesn't land and so I get that that's the style of this show but I do find uh Reese to be quite an endearing numpty like yeah, <laughs> yes he's a he's a twit and but he he has like a weird quality to him that is quite charming and I actually don't mind watching him in this it's so funny. I feel like the the rest of the cast kind of kind of bounce it out because mm. they're with the audience. You become part of the crew through the rest of them all like ganging up on him behind his back to say, "God, he's an idiot. Like, why are we doing this? We just want to get out here and be pirates." Yeah, <laughs> it's got a lot yeah. of the. It's got a lot of the Wes Anderson very quirky. Maybe a few little. Uh... <laughs> Uh, oh. Musical numbers that go in there, so much up your alley, Quinny. You're really gonna like this, uh, and also because it's shot a lot on green screen, like it's not like a lot of it. So it feels a bit disconnected in that kind of way, and it it took me a while to get into it. And then also, I'm not the biggest fan of Reese Darby, but you know, imagine that. Um, <laughs> I I like Reese Darby, but I actually like him more when he's a voice actor. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like he, I, I find him very, very funny when he's applied to an animated character. When you look at his real face, you're like, oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> no that's. But, but this yeah, character. <laughs> this, this character has a little bit more depth in it than it seems superficial, mm. but it is not. It is quite deep, even though the character is superficial. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Especially by it. the end. By the end, I, and I was watching the last episode just a minute ago, um, <laughs> and watching him, I was like, Fuck, I am actually invested in him as a romantic lead. Like, there is this thing where he goes from being foppish moron, um, who you like, oh, you fucking idiot. And then <laughs> throughout the course of the episode, you start seeing his qualities and you you start going, Oh, actually, there's a there's a there's a handsomeness there that comes from his honesty and his you know, desire to just be himself. And, and excellent dress sense. <laughs> yes. And yeah, by the end of it, I, I there's there's a couple of shots where I was like, fucking hell, they're shooting him like he's a he's a hero. And I appreciated that because I felt like he was at that point. I really liked it. I also <laughs> feel like they um even though he was set up as a foppish moron, um, there was there was a lot of um likable traits set up to his character from the very beginning and those are the things that really kind of subverted the pirate tropes um you know so for example that you know he pays his crew a wage 
um, to make sure that they always get paid no matter, you know, how much they plunder and, you know, reads them stories at night and lets them borrow any book that they want from the library, even though none of them can read. Um, you know, there is a kind of a, a lot of likability set up up front that does kind of help to balance out the fact that he is indeed a foppish moron um, in, the, yeah. in the beginning. But then um, I think somewhere around episode four, I think it is, um, I think it's, it's the passive-aggressive episode <laughs> yeah. where he the, they go into this this very very rich French ship, I believe it is. Um, no, they're all Dutch pretending to be French. Oh, they <laughs> <laughs> makes it even funnier. Yes, and you see that even of of a level with the rest of them, he's not actually that bad. He's just like very passionate. He's just a nerd. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a reason he doesn't belong in that world. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and for a brief moment, Blackbeard Edward is does belong in that world, but it's only because it's, you know, um, flavour of the moment kind of stuff. Well, there's okay. a naivety there about him not understanding what that world really is until he experiences it. Um, yeah. Now it's a bit of a, you know, tale of the, the outcast, you know, the... The downtrodden man, the the kid who's hasn't you know had the respect and love as a child. Like there, there is a lot there. They, they there is a lot of flashbacks. There is a lot of backstory that actually like builds very unexpected emotional depth mm. into this entire thing. Um, again, given like the first episode, you're like, yeah, this is very strange and absurd, and I don't think it's for me. Um, the, 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 the depth that they achieve within that genre is very surprising. Absolutely. And the thing that I find the most amazing about it, it's all fucking true. It's based on a true story. Oh, really? Steve this Bonner I did not know. Okay. I am so happy to introduce you to this. <laughs> um, this could be the spoiler section if you wanted, but it's not. Steve Bonnet is actually a real pirate. He was what? he is he was a wealthy landowner who decided that he wanted to be a pirate. He spent thousands and thousands of pounds and built a ship for himself against the wishes of his family, hired a crew of 70 people and then set off. His crew hated him because he couldn't sail for shit. He was a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he actually met up with Blackbeard. No. Like I shit you not. Um, hang on, I will find where I just had the Wikipedia. Um, so 1688 and died in 1718. He's from Barbados and yeah, inherited his family estate and and basically just and, and the, the ship is called the Revenge. Oh my god, I love this show even more now. This is what blew me away because I was watching it and I was realizing it's basically true. That's it's cool. I mean, it's based on a true story anyway. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, whether or not the relationship with Blackbeard was quite the same as what we get here, uh, probably a little bit spurious, but at the same time, it's fucking delightful. Um, so I would suggest anyone who's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I won't have a read. And don't, then go and watch it. Maybe don't it's... read too far through the Wikipedia. Maybe yes. just get a bit of a general <laughs> sense of things because it might end up being a bit, you know, a bit too much. But like, you just know that it's like, oh, there was a real person called Steed Bonnet who was a yep. landowner <laughs> who became a pirate and met Blackbeard. 
the rest yeah. of it, so cool. watch the show. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he actually became a proper pirate. He was, you know, raiding other ships and everything, nice. but at the same time was paying his crew. And you're just like, it's just so ridiculous. And I love that somebody has just gone, this is a story that needs to be told, but also it needs a story that needs to be told in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything about him actually having killed a, a British officer by accident. Oh, okay. I think yeah. that's um, <laughs> a... So th that's another element of the show that we haven't actually talked about, um, that sure. Steed has a... I guess a trauma that he's dealing with throughout um that he's he's accidentally killed someone and believes himself to be a murderer which is I, a fun thing for somebody who has voluntarily taken to a life of piracy to be upset about exactly i love the 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 juxtaposition of it of a man who's like ah oh, the pirate's life but his idea of what being a pirate is is completely bullshit he has a very romantic quality to his nature and I think he feels like, oh, you know, sailing the seas and being free and, like, you know, living by his own means is what it means to be a pirate, not necessarily the violence because <laughs> it goes that goes against everything that um, he believes. Like, he was traumatised as a child by a, a horrible father and, um, you know, shown violence at a young age and yeah it goes against his his sensitivities uh as a man and he doesn't like violence no and believes that the best way to out of any situation is to talk it out as a group <laughs> uh should we a... yeah, i was gonna say should we rate this and then um go to a clip and then come back and talk a bit more spoilery about season one yes yes because yes, that will keep us on time about... Yes, sure. and there's a whole bunch of other characters that I feel like we haven't yeah. even we touched really on need yet. To talk about yeah. 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 So yes. Um. Okay. Who wants to do some ratings right now? I will go yeah. first and yeah. rate it 88 miles per pirates per hour uh, <laughs> on 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 this journey uh, back in time as I go through it because uh yeah it's, look it is a hard slog I think for the first few episodes it took me a while to get into it but once I once Blackbeard shows up and more of the interactions are going and some of the other jokes and the side characters and where everyone's sitting and everyone's backstory starts to filter through uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's actually very funny. And then when you start reading, it's like, wait, these people existed? How? What? And also, yeah, it's just lovely. Like, it's just a lovely story by the end. I'm looking forward to season two. Until be... it destroys your heart, Dion. It's a lovely yeah. story. Until it destroys your I have heart. A, I have a cold and dead heart. We all know this. Like, you can't you, you can't shatter it any, any further. Mm, I don't know. I reckon... I reckon there could be some some moments in season two that will bring us to even more pain, but you know. Well, we'll I mean, you know, that that's Blackbeard's pain, and that's just going to be physical pain because <laughs> his emotional damage, his emotional damage, exactly. is is going to result in some physical damage. I think. Well, yes, absolutely. Yes. Pete, do you have a numerical foot score for us? I'm, I'm gonna. Um, I really wish that I had had. I rewatched it before we talked about it. Um, but based on my memory of the experience of watching it, uh, I'm going to give it 92. Um, hey. And it's only not higher because th th those first two episodes are a little bit 
you know, bit of a tricky steer. Uh, and then it gets delightfully queer and I'm there for it. That's definitely a, a, a wonderful term for it. It does become delightfully queer. <laughs> right. Um, I No, I still don't know. Jill? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go with 90. Uh, nice. I rewatched it and I did it in a day and a half. And I was like, yeah, I still like this show. And even on a rewatch, I still like the show. Like it's been a few months, but it was nice to refresh and like watch it again and still enjoy every episode yeah, yeah. Nice. and still have the same feelings at the end saying oh no it's like what's gonna happen yeah so much erst <laughs> powerful erst uh um I, i'm up there with you i like i for me i think it's it's a it's a 91 um it to me i i found myself really enjoying watching two characters fall in love um and slowly realize that what they have going on is actually better than anything else they've got going on in their lives and seeing it through all these different lenses and you know uh saying okay well and also all the other characters as well like seeing their um relationships develop and and grow and feeling more and more invested in all of them as i went and i was like at the end, there are a couple of uh, sort of shocking things that happened. And I was like, fuck, no. What you, you, no, not them. Mm. Mm. They're, they're my favorite. So, yeah, I'm very, very concerned about season two. And I really, if three episodes in, I wasn't feeling that, mm. you know, or however many it was, I was like, hey, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, fairly quickly, I got super invested. So yes, um, and I've seen a few people throw their numbers in the chat, which is fantastic. Yes. Thank you so much. Very helpful. Um, yes. All right, so we should go and see a clip. What was the clip that you got, Quinny? You had that clip. You told <clears> me. You give us a quick description of the clip, and then we will go and watch that. I really wish you hadn't asked that because oh. it was a clip that I, I look, I found three and gave you the one that worked, and I can't remember which one it was. Ah, <laughs> surprise clip. Yeah, surprise clip. I know that Yay! it's a clip with dialogue in it. Excellent. Yay! Here's a clip with dialogue in it. We're just not those kind of people. Never will be. Sorry tonight was a bit of a bust. No, no, mate, you were right. Wasn't ready. I don't know. I think you're very sophisticated. Thank you. Oh, that lovely piece of silk you have there. Oh, this teddy old thing. Well, sometimes the old things are the best things. May I? There we go. Look at that. You wear fine things well. And how how would you do that sort of lovely scene about just being nice to someone and putting a little red silk handkerchief I think on there? That 
that slow and uh, <laughs> unconscious falling in love with someone is like the sweetest thing that you could ever witness. Yeah. 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 Seeing a, a feel a, a feeling grow that initially is, you know, distrust, but then, oh no, we, we can have fun. And then, oh, hang on. And and it's it is actually lovely watching a queer romance grow in amongst a bunch of other queer romances. Um, but at the same time, them still kind of have no idea. <laughs> yeah i mean it was it, yeah. it's a it's an interesting metaphor that they've done and i should put up the spoiler warning uh, spoiler logo well there it is where did it go whenever right. uh mm-hmm. we've got the spoilers now because we're in the spoiler section but um i did really enjoy the kind of subtle way that they were saying look these queer and different relationships have always been part of history and yes. like it's it's not that like it's you you're not expecting they were it best friends okay yeah. <laughs> they didn't just hang out forever for 30 years because they enjoyed each other's company uh but like you know it's even in this idea of a pirate show they're all trying to hide it from each other up until the point where it's like it's all fine we're all running away from the same kinds of things and we're just it's it's all it's it's fine is it no pirate gotta be a pirate yeah yeah it's an interesting kind of show that way. Roommates, Missy. Roommates. Yeah, yeah. They were roommates. roommates. Sure. And that's what and I kind of I liked about yeah. it. Yeah. I just love that the, there are so many other relationships happening around that and, and there are some people, some characters who are so clear about who they are. Like, and then there are others who are so uncertain about who they are. And you know, so one of the other relationships that's sort of happening in the background is between Jim and Olawande. Um, so Jim is played by Vicar Ortiz, Ortiz, who is non-binary. Um, and, you know, as such is playing somebody who is also both, you know, a- appearing as a female and dressing as a man. And, you know, there's, there's, there's this complexity there and you've got, the the uncertainty of all the one day early on of going i'm attracted to this person but oh hang on i'm not meant to be but i am oh hang on i'm allowed to be am i i don't know and then well, i mean you go sorry no you you go please i was just gonna say jim does really turn out to have a non-binary identity within the show as well yes yeah which is 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 beautiful and then you've got lucius who is you know <laughs> Very openly <laughs> queer, yes. <laughs> Super openly queer, but then starts a relationship with one of the characters and you're like, really? Yeah, <laughs> I think people? he might have a little bit of something with everybody on the ship, maybe. <laughs> 100%. Apart from maybe Buttons. <laughs> yeah. Buttons has his seagulls. <laughs> you and Bremner is having so much fun <laughs> and spends a lot of time naked. It's very strange. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I loved all of those sort of character relationships that were happening around, and therefore helping these two to work out. Especially Lucius, because he's the one who's like, "Are you that fucking stupid? You can't see that he likes you." Mm. And you're like, <laughs> "I think I think that that that's kind of that wonderful thing about the whole show is is you want to." 
engage with them in this ridiculous way where you just kind of as an audience member by the time you get into this whole thing you just want to reach through the screen and go will you just do the thing already because like it's just so lovely but because it's like they say oh it's for society and you're like tell society to get fucked you're pirates who cares um, i just read missy's comment what? that is amazing it's so queer and so sex positive and it really blew me away but most other shows that have those elements are so serious so this was like a unicorn rainbow fart of inclusive queerness yes and it's so Absolutely. lovely and plus there's lots of like you know there's heaps of side characters and bit parts and other like actors who've just kind of jumped in to this and it feels like the taika watiti kind of sketch comedy troupe that gets thrown about every now and again it's like do you want to come in and play this bit part it's like wait what is it it was like well technically it's this kind of queer character they're like yes yes i do i want to come in and play that one and then i'll just leave again at the end of the show why not yeah i'm I'm down for it i did think that the regular cast was fantastic though Mm. um in in you know even the the smaller roles um the comic timing of all of the uh, pirates um was delightful um yeah. and the you know the the people who were playing kind of the baddie type roles um which you know of which there was kind of a variety of different takes on you know antagonists in there um and which was also kind of nice we're looking looking from kind of different angles i mean you would generally think that the pirates are going to be the bad guys you know and the and the british navy is going to be the good guys or vice versa depending on what kind of show you're watching um but there was a little bit more complexity to it than that but i can't think of a performance that i didn't enjoy mm. yeah yeah like i i liked fred armiston's character of heraldo the um the bartender um for for a spanish jackie um i like spanish jackie too <laughs> love spanish jackie is she spanish no <laughs> doesn't matter just get on with it um yeah rory rory kinnear um plays an interesting double role of of uh admiral chauncey badminton and his brother whose name i've completely forgotten um both of whom end up dead so it's great <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Nigel Badminton and Chauncey Badminton. That's the one. Thank you. That Nigel. name, Chauncey. Yeah. <laughs> also, Badminton, been... you just get to be shuttlecocked across the court. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no double entendres in this household, please. <laughs> Definitely not. I also yeah. just love like Claudia O'Doherty as the wife, just being as unapologetically Australian as she always is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't that out of place in a cast of New Zealand accents. She's um, kind of actress, Peter. You can't do accents either. Maybe she can't. I can't do accents. But you know what? <laughs> like, she never does, and it just always works. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what kind of show you pick her up and plop her into. Um, she just does a standard accent, and it's just always delightful. <laughs> and, and it's and it's always standard no-fucking-around Australian, too. Yeah. It's, it's not like there's any classy class or anything to it. It's just like, yep, Look, whatever, I mean, cool. This, that, that, is a, that, that road has been paved many for many, many times throughout history. And if Sean Connery can just do the same thing, no matter whether he's an Egyptian <laughs> or a Russian, and have the same accent, that's fine. 
if like uh, who uh, John Wayne can turn up and be both Genghis <laughs> Khan and a politician by going, "Hi, I'm I'm Genghis Khan." <laughs> 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 surely this must be the son of god yeah <laughs> like a roman soldier looking at jesus yeah wow. I, I, I love my, my favorite joke on that one he's like surely uh, uh john can we do that with a little more awe oh surely this must be the son of god <laughs> Of course, you know, when Steve Bonnet, the real pirate, was around, neither Australia nor New Zealand accents actually existed. So, you know, if you're going to have one or the other, you may as well have them all. Absolutely. Um, Dion, you make a very good point. Mm. When are we going to get the What We Do in the Shadows crew showing up? I don't want, I don't want them playing parts. I want them as the vampires. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I want them to just go and then they can reference it in the other ones. Like, oh, yes, we tried piracy for a little, for a few years there. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I was just like, what? That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Let's go and get them all in. Like it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Do it, you cowards! Yes, um, do it, do it, you cowards! Um, though, though, I mean, then maybe we can find out that Blackbeard has a, a twin brother that became a really shit vampire in New Zealand, got dropped off in the South Pacific hundreds of years ago or something. Yeah, and Steve Bonnet's like long, long, long descendant is now a werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who also happens to run a small talent agency for a couple of nice young boys called the Flight of the Concords. <laughs> There's a couple, like, if you if you do go in and start, like, I know that we're, it, it's real people, like Blackbeard and, and Steed Bonnet are real people, but if you do have a look at some of the pictures and engravings of Steed Bonnet, there is a th- sort of thing where you're like, this may be more accurate to history than we expected. Like, you know, yep. Blackbeard and Steve Bond are just really good friends. <laughs> Were there any, uh, so one of the characters that I got very, very attached to who I was fucking horrified by, and we are in deep spoiler territory here. So we are going to talk about stuff that happens at the end of the season. Mm. Um, having Lucius. like Don't even talk to me about it. Like, what the fuck? Don't- don't even. I know. That's actually what made me cry. Yeah. I'm so yeah. mad. I'm like, no, no, he's he's not dead. He's not fucking he's not fucking dead. He he's can't be. How dare. How very fucking dare you. <laughs> How and, dare they? Yeah. And and oh, Izzy, who is just he like, fuck man, get over shit. yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um oh, yeah. But also, and I mean there is that whole thing of don't kill your queers. Um, and well, that's everyone but, on this show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't, you can't not kill some, someone. They're all queer. Yeah. But Lucius is the one that is the most like played openly queer. And yeah, I, I came to love him a great deal more than I expected to. I really hope that in season two they just find him and like he's been picked up by someone and is like in that weird trope that he's their revered god on an island somewhere being looked after. That would be. <laughs> They're like, you're the foretold one. Yeah. <laughs> that I would love to see fun. like a like a cargo cult, except it's, you know, based on his teachings. And so everybody <laughs> is just snarky as fuck. <laughs> that would be good too. 
Yes, yes, I'm down for this. Did you also uh, cry as much as the fact when all of the belongings and the nice outfits got thrown uh, into the sea? Uh, look, it was all quite teary for me. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry, that that was a really nice wardrobe. What do you do when it comes back? You I have know. To work it out. Don't throw it away yet. But also, <laughs> seeing the fact that, like, yeah, he's he's gone back and he's Blackbeard again, and you're like, oh, that's really bad. Oh no. But then the one shot of him crying, and you're like, destroyed, destroyed. Yes, like, and that's the thing. You kind of don't start watching this show expecting to be emotionally destroyed at the end of it, no. Um, no, which is a little not. bit rude on behalf of the show. Like, am I going to be completely <laughs> honest? Like, yes. Oh, I came for a light comedy about piracy. Yes. Like, I didn't come for, like, a devastating love story. What is happening? A little bit. A little bit like Schitt's Creek, which I've got to say is the same sort of thing, which is like, this is just a comedy show about people we want to hate. And then by the end of it, you're like, God damn. And now I'm crying. (laughs) Why am I crying? Multiple times. Multiple multiple episodes. Tears. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the kiss. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good. Good cathartic tears, though. This is, a, this is a, like if you want to have some good, like processing tears, I, I recommend Our Flag Means Death. Because yeah, you, it's not really something you sell to, to someone, is it? It's like, hey, you should watch this pirate show. You're going to cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not because I mean, you're worried about them stabbing people. You're going to worry about the emotional damage of everything that's happening. Yeah, you cry a lot, but on the way there, you will laugh quite a lot too. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and be introduced because it does have such a good job of introducing ideas and then paying them off later as well. Like, you know, however early on in the, the show where they introduce the, the idea that um, Mary Bonnet is, uh, you know, a painter and, and, you know, there's the, the painting of the um, lighthouse right. yeah. that you're like, Oh, okay. I can see that. And then come back how many years later and she's actually flourished and she's amazing at it. And you're like, okay, that's, that's lovely and it's character growth and and you can see so many things of characters growing and and being better it's very nice also some really interesting choices of music towards the end of the season too um there are a couple of uh like sort of where they're using the music to really drive the story of like um uh break the chain by um uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, thank you. And I was just like, oh, fucking hell. Okay, I wasn't expecting that to to have the impact that it did. Yeah. Yeah. I want everybody to go and watch it, and I'm very and uh, now I'm really excited for season two, which comes out in about a week. Yay. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, get on to it. And if you have seen it, <laughs> listen along with us with the talking about how much we like it and get ready for season two. <laughs> Yay. What well, it's another might... one of those little things. It's, it's half hour episodes too, so it's it's yeah. not hard to consume. It's a little treat. It's not mm. it's not a chore. No. Um, so it's not like if you're on the fence, you only really need to like just stick it out three episodes before you make your final decision. Which can I know we... is sometimes an annoying thing to hear, but they're only half hour episodes, so it's not a big ask. Can we have an episode as a little treat? Yeah, yeah. little yeah. treat. Yeah, <laughs> little treat. Just go on, have a little treat. Yeah, you've, you've earned it. All right. Yeah, like... and and definitely persevere because yeah, it, it it keeps giving you little gifts from the moment that you get through to Blackbeard. It gives you a gift after a gift after a gift. 
Um, speaking of little gifts, um, <laughs> we're about to head into Spooktober. That's right. Spooktober. I'm so ready. Time to fuck the pumpkins. That's what we do, right? <laughs> October? <laughs> um, Wait. No. <laughs> what? No. Uh, I have yeah. so many scary things I want to watch next. Look, week. I mean, Australia's now got a TK Maxx, so there's got to be lots of yeah. like I did three... browse one the other day. There's so much junk. Yeah, three seasons ago, Halloween decorations that we get in yeah. Australia now. That All don't of the candles work. smell exactly the same, but that's yeah. okay. The, spook the spookiest <laughs> time, yeah, the spookiest time of the year where we get to do Spooktober. Um, and just so everyone knows, uh, for, for next Tuesday, which is the third, we're not doing the show because there are five fucking Tuesdays in October and we can only do four shows. But also, we're just extending the public holiday by a day to give ourselves a little break. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're yeah. going to have a break because as a we treat. Deserve a little treat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what you can do on that night? You can go and watch the new episodes of, of Our Flag Means Death because it comes out on that yeah. day, I believe. That's what we'll be doing. It's like Absolutely. it's like it all worked out. Um, I think we've got what are we doing uh, on the tenth? We're going to do Ahsoka. Yay! Um, and then, oh, sorry, October fifth. My bad. Seventeenth, uh, we're going to be doing One Piece. There you go. Uh, the twenty fourth, yeah. we haven't actually locked down yet. I don't think. Uh, and then on the thirty first, will be the. Uh, Halloweenies special. special, which will just be like spooky things. Think of spooky stuff. Yeah. We'll just yeah. tell you about what you can spook yourself out with. Yeah. I'm doing it for the budget for 2025 for Australia. That's my spooky uh, <laughs> prediction. Please it's going to be terrible. No. <laughs> Not real life nihilistic uh, horror, please. All I, ha all I have is real life nihilistic horror. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to go and buy a, a six foot tall plastic skeleton. That's that's yeah. that's my my nihilistic horror. Yeah, look into its eyes. I know. Yeah, it's like no, Casper. I haven't seen any of the One Piece anime anyway, but apparently it's good. Let's go, uh, Missy. Our fog means death. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah, I want uh, maybe I want to see a, 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 a Muppets version and be our frog means death. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog. That would be amazing. The amount of my, my concern is the amount of queer representation and also the amount of uh, like weird New Zealander stuff would just generally mean it would become a Feebles episode. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, that's cool. Uh, also, yeah, Loki's coming out too. Someone, to yeah, it's kind of excited for Loki. Uh, Casper's talking um, about the mist. I mean, which mist? The original mist or the remake mist? Yeah, oh, wasn't there a TV version of it as well? Yes. Like there was the film and then there was a TV one. Yeah. There are so many horror and scary things. I think the mist might be a reference to our fog means death. Ah. Uh, <laughs> da, da, da. As always. Because our, they're very funny, aren't they? As always, our audience is way smarter than we are. Well, way smarter, smarter than I am. Smarter? Way smarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to go. Dion having a strong. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for our flag means death. Was, this is a fun little episode. This is nice. We had a little episode as a treat, and we're going to finish ahead of time as a little treat. As a little treat. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah, um, we've all we've all had a big day. Um, many of us have weekend. had a very big weekend. and I may, may have seen Quinny at Oz Comic Con and Jill at Oz Comic Con. And yeah, to the people who did actually come up. You might not have seen me because I was stuck in a room for five hours judging costumes, but it was a good you judge. Time. You judge the hell out of them, and the people that got judged judge felt so felt super judged. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, and to the people who came up and said hello to me, um, some of our regular listeners and stuff who did come and say hi, it was really, really fucking lovely to see you. Um, like, it was so nice to have people come up and go, hey, and, you know, yeah, it was really cool. So thank you. And also, I'm, I I have now got to go and watch a lot more Wine Owner Earp. I have, uh-huh. I've, I've been <laughs> brought around to the Earpers. This, the, this is the way, could you? Mm-hmm. I, I am a flat herper. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> All right. Look out for the uh, retrospective um episode later oh, in the- <laughs> Honestly, if if we did, I what I have learned about them is that the Erp fandom are fucking scary. Oh <laughs> well, like, that's that's not a is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, they're scary in how fucking loving and embracing and shit they are. Like on <laughs> the Sunday acceptance. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. They, they, they actually was it aggressive optimism. I think was one of their their leading tenants. Um, like they they rocked up. They were you know I I it became revealed I hadn't watched a single episode, and one of them ran up to the stage to give me their Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> and then you know on the Sunday the the guests appeared and they brought cookies for everybody. It was just I've never seen a fandom so fucking passionately embracing and I was like oh wow and (laughs) I hate to tell you this but when I watched the first episode of the show I'm like oh this is shit oh no it's like you look at a trailer for it and you'll be like oh this is shit this is this is a little bit CW isn't it it's it's not even CW it's it's bargain basement sci-fi channel oh oh no yeah but What I hadn't realized is that yes, it's bargain basement sci-fi channel, but it's also super fucking queer and has a bunch of very, very attractive people in it. And they're very progressive and the showrunners are very progressive. And so it just becomes this massive queer love in. And lots of people are looking at it going, oh, this this show is representation for me. This is um really, you know, embraces me. And I'm like, oh wow, okay. Look, I I it's funny, after I'd watched the two episodes, the one of the cast was like, so the first episode is a bit shit, isn't it? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> he said, It's okay, just keep going. It, it it actually works out its tone around episode four or five. And from then it's just a roller coaster. You know, it's a lot of fun. But this is what I think with so much um genre TV, it works out its tone. And it's mm. given enough time to do that. Um, mm. And, yeah, there you go. Well, if anyone the... does want to check it out, it's on stand. It is. It is, which is where I watched it. Legally crazy. <sighs> yes, no more piracy talk. We're off to that. We're done with the piracy. We're all about the legality now. Yes. Excellent. Uh, are we going to go and raid anyone, uh, Quinny? Or are um, we gonna... It doesn't look like there's anyone around who's actually uh, doing anything. That's okay. <laughs> Well, that's all. Uh, thank you for everyone who joined us in the chat, and uh, hopefully you can all have a nice time going to find our flag beans, death, and Winona Earp. Uh, you know, two things we didn't think would match up, but that's that's where we go. <laughs> yes, cowboys and pirates. Off you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, add some aliens and then no, this is terrible. All right, we'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. Night. Pirates life, short but nice. Boy, it lay a little low. 
Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.